Hey y'all, you are listening to Situationships, the podcast where black millennials from across the relationship spectrum, from singledom to divorced, share their personal stories to uncover hard-learned lessons of love. I'm your host, Randy. Hey y'all, this is Randy. I think most of us are familiar with the idea of people in their teens and early 20s exploring their sexuality and deciding what their sexual orientation will be. But for some people, this is a much longer process. And on this episode, you'll hear a story of a woman who figured out in her late 20s that she was a lesbian. After years of things not feeling quite right with men, she did a lot of self-exploration to figure out who she was and what she really wanted. We talk about exploring ethically, red flags early on in dating, and what Linder, Lady Tinder, is really like. Courtney's maturity really shines through on this episode, and I know I learned a lot talking with her. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and rate the pod and leave a review. Don't forget to join the Situationships Podcast Facebook group where ladies are sharing dating and relationships tips and insights that they learn through trial and error. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at Situationships Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Situations Pod on Twitter. All right, I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah. So, hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> What's up? Not much. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks for um, joining. So I hear you have a story to tell. I do. I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm ready to share it. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was dating this guy, and I'm going to call him E. Okay. When was this? This was almost two years ago now. Um, He was... Okay. So I guess like I'll give you a little like background Mm. about what he's like because I feel like that's that's what girls do right, right. Like, oh, what, what's he do what's he like so like all right so he was um an attorney mm-hmm. and he had a practice with a sort of like a friend from school or whatever here in PG I'm getting real specific you know people somebody's gonna be like I know who it is <laughs> it's okay um, he'll be fine so anyway <laughs> so um yeah so uh so yeah he was an attorney and he he was nice he was on the shorter side all of my friends were like he's too short for you how tall was he he was probably so you know how they used to say Allen Iverson was six feet <laughs> he was probably like five yeah nine, like five, ten it, like on a good day yeah on a good day right so um he he would say he was five eight but like I'm pretty sure I was like looking down at him by like an inch how tall are you I'm five five and a half. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. And the funny thing I like short guys, I'm not even gonna lie. Like you can't be below me. Yeah. But like I'm I'm good with eye to eye. He's it was eye to eye and he's he was handsome. He had like a beautiful smile. Yeah. Like and and he was nice and like very easygoing at first. Right. He was part of it, right? Chill. Yes. <laughs> so like you know how men will hit you with like the nice guy thing? Yeah. Like, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm such a nice guy." So that's what he did, and he basically like gaslighted me and made me feel like I was complicated, like overly complicated, mm-hmm. which is my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a person who is like lacking for confidence. Like I'm very happy all by my damn self. Like I entertained by myself, yes. and I'm like very happy with who I am, and I know what my strengths are. So like, if you're citing 
my intelligence or like the fact that I question things or that like that I talk to everyone as like negatives or like things that make me difficult right like that's already a problem that's basically what he did it was just always like cool until I asked him for any time whatsoever Uh and it was always kind of like uh I'll see if I can pencil you in you know, you ask someone when you're available and they tell you when they're unavailable. It's like, that's not helpful. So right. <laughs> like, what am I going to do so with that? Annoying. Um, he would do things like say he couldn't hang out cause he didn't have time. And then like that same day call me like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like this judge I want to network with, uh, is at stadium. And he asked me to go oh, really? join him at stadium. So like, I think I might go and i'm like why are you telling me this you just told me we couldn't hang out because right. you don't have time but you can go see them strippers though you can go to you can go to fucking stadium right. so so he would do things like that the final straw was when he signed us up for a marathon which sounds like the laziest shit of all time <laughs> but i i told him we had several conversations where he was like we should do something together and i was like what do you want to do and he was like you know like a marathon or something and i was like anything else right like, literally anything else and um instead he like hit me up. I was in the library uh, at GW, and I was like, you know, I got this text message, and he goes, "What? What's your shirt size?" And I said, um, "It's a small." And he goes, "Okay." And are you available on these dates? He sends me the dates. I was like, "Uh, yeah. What am I?" So finally, I picked up the phone, like stepped outside the library. I said, "What are you doing?" Um, I said, "Are you signing us up for a marathon?" Like I put it together. I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." He was like, yeah, I signed us up for this marathon, but, like, it's going to be cool. Like, it's, it's going to be, like, it's going to be fun. I said, E, like, I told you I don't want to do that. I specifically said, like, I don't like running. I don't like running in the summer. You signed us up for a marathon in August. <laughs> <laughs> How long had you guys been talking or dating or whatever by that like point? Like, four months, maybe. Okay, okay. So, like, he should know you well enough. But like- not really. So, this is the embarrassing thing. Like, everyone was like, oh, Courtney has a boyfriend. And it was embarrassing because I'm like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, so how often do you see each other? And I was like, I've seen him, like, probably in that four months. I saw him, like, five times. For real? In four months. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was like. It's because he was busy. Like, he was busy at stadium. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Everyone's so busy. Like, I literally, we could do a whole podcast about how annoyed I am with this busy excuse that people throw out. You'll literally, like, only get busier (laughs) as life goes on. So to just add this point in your life, to be like, I'm too busy for it. Well, that's not, I mean, busy, you, like, I got you have stuff to do, but it's all about prioritizing. It's just like, where do I fall on that list of what you're busy? Right, right. Yeah. And you'll give time to people you want to give time to. Exactly, exactly. So I can only assume you're not trying to give time to me. So, like, so he basically, I just, like, fussed him out, and I was like, this is messed up. And then he tried to play the, the, like, I was being overly sensitive card. Like, you're just overthinking it. It's not It's not what you think it is. It's okay. Like, if you don't want to do the marathon, that's fine. I'll have a friend do it. And he tried to, like, start guilting me. Yeah. hate being guilted because I feel like I'm a compassionate person. Mm. And I feel like if I owe you an apology or I'm really out of line, like, I can recognize it before you have to call me on right, it. So, right, right. So if you're saying it, I'm like, and I didn't know. It's not true. Like, in, in this situation, you literally did something I specifically asked you not to do. And now I'm supposed to feel sorry for it because you paid the entry fee and you got the... Like, why did you... You played yourself. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. So anyway, um, so I broke up with him over the phone. Like, in that moment? Yeah, yeah. I was like, anyway, I don't think this will work. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically, like, in sum, um, this is over. And we were supposed to hang out the next day. Had you had, like... 
had this been coming like had you been thinking about ending things or was this really just like nah I can't do this like you're not listening you're not whatever so um it was coming uh like I said I barely saw him yeah and and he would do really manipulative things like if I was irritated with him he'd start calling me like pet names like sweetheart and baby all of a sudden which he didn't normally do or he'd refer to me as his girlfriend when I was upset with him, but, like, never any other time. It was like, oh, no, we're just chilling. Like, it is what it is. That's super manipulative. So, so, I'm I'm a person who feels like you have to treat people well. Like, mm-hmm. like, being nice is not enough. Most people who will describe themselves as nice are probably not that nice. Like, otherwise, they wouldn't have to state it. Um, right. And and so this, like, nice guy complex he had, which a lot of men have, where it's like, oh, women always say they want a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. And, you know, I can't. I'm like, you're not that nice. You're not <laughs> that fucking nice is really what it comes down to. Like, you think you are. But it's like the bar is so low for, I think, what they think is nice. They're like, I don't hit women. I don't, right. like, curse at you. And I'm like, you don't get points. I, and I was some like random TED talk or something I watched the other day was talking about niceness and niceness really is bullshit. I mean, okay. Was that what the TED talk was about? <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's like, don't be nice because like your niceness a is like your ego trying to maintain your perception and your reputation in someone else's mind. Like you just want them to think of you a certain way. Yeah. And so that's why people like are overly nice. And then like being nice when someone's being a dick or like allowing someone to be a dick and not like, checking them or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like that's not like no you're not a good person for that like just being nice is not equal being a good person no it doesn't and also um like nice you could probably count on on one hand how many people you've truly encountered where you were like damn they're mean like (laughs) very rarely are people not nice like on just like a basic level it's like just that is just basic and right human nature yeah yeah yeah. it's like foundational like a foundational quality in fact if i ask my friends like oh how did a date go and they lead with oh well they were nice i'm like run girl like if that's somebody's banner quality is their niceness like you have nothing going for you yeah i'd die if i heard somebody was like yeah courtney you know She's nice. I'd be like, damn, like I'm also smart and like funny and interesting. No, it's like, boring. Like nice is boring. Nice is super boring. So anyway, it was it was coming this like breakup. And I think at the time I was also it was making me reflect on how I feel about men in general. Um, at the time I was also kind of coming out of depression and becoming more aware of myself and like what I wanted mm-hmm. and also willing to be assertive about it. Mm-hmm. Um And so I just got to the point where I was like, I need to take a break from men. Yeah. Like, I just don't need to do this dating thing. Yeah. And I was telling my friends, they were like, who are you? Damn, like, I'm not, I need a break. I'm not interested, right? Yeah. Um, And it was weird because, like, I would talk to my friends. I would be like, hey, like, so men suck, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they would be like, yeah. Yeah, of course. You great shit. Like, that kind of thing. (laughs) Right, right, right. And so... And you do get these kind of, like, cues your entire life from, like, the women around you. Like, especially, like, even, like, my mom, for example, now that I'm older, Mm -hmm. will be a lot more blunt about just, like, even my own dad or, like, men in our lives. Where it's just, like, you can't expect men to do X, Y, or Z thing. It's, like, everyone is telling you you have to just tolerate poor behavior. Right. Um, And I just was, I don't know, I think I just got to a point where I was, like, 
it just felt like it was all too normalized for me and it felt like twilight zone Mm -hmm. like i felt like i was the only one who was like this isn't acceptable yeah why are we playing this game um and then you want to complain about how you can't find a decent dude but like we are literally from the time we're little girls telling each other that like we have to tolerate poor behavior right of course they act like this right we enable it. We enable it yeah. 100%. And, like, as a society, right. it's just... So, anyway, all of this to say that um, through this maybe year and a half that I was just kind of, like, not dating and thinking about things, I moved from being, like, okay, I'm not going to date to actually I really don't feel like I like men in terms of, like, how they are as, like, who we've socialized to them to be mm-hmm, as a group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it was like, actually, no, <laughs> upon reflection, <laughs> I really haven't truly enjoyed any guy's company romantically. Yeah. Like, I've met a lot of nice guys, who, like truly nice and um, funny, interesting. And then I would just always get to a point where it's like, I'd get bored. Yeah. Because it just wasn't, I've always been a girl's girl. Like, for me, nothing is more stimulating than, like, being with my female friends or, like, like I meet dope women, like, every week. Like, yeah. just, like, I, like calabash or whatever like like just like out and um so anyway then i started to think like huh maybe i like women in a different way (laughs) and like it's always kind of been there like my first crush was on a girl Uh in elementary school i was also in elementary school for the record so like when i was in elementary school i had a crush on this girl named mariah she was white that's the last time that happened my first crush was on a white kid too really good for you (laughs) suburbs (laughs) right yeah um so, yeah, I think I literally just, like, playing at recess with her, and she had nice hair. So I was like, whatever. Um, so, but then, like, it would come up every once in a while, but it wasn't a thing I was, like, actively suppressing or actively acknowledging. Right. It just kind of existed in this sort of, like, liminal space somewhere in my mind where it was, like, neither here nor there. Not a thing I needed to deal with. Yeah. The thing that was confusing is that, like, even though I never really felt satisfied with men, mm-hmm. and I was pretty underwhelmed by them in general, mm-hmm. um we are socialized to accept that like that's how it's going to be until you find the right one yeah yes so yes. it's confusing yes yes i was like i think men are attractive like i can see it i'm just not attracted and like that nuance is not something that i think i picked up on until i like really stopped to think about it and also when i didn't have depression sort of clouding my general like yeah. outlook on yeah. life and myself um so anyway now i'm gay <laughs> <laughs> I always was, I suppose, but like <laughs> it kind of came, came uh, to my attention, and and it was literally like probably me sitting right here, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, with women, and then, and then it took me a little while to like, like I got off Tinder, then I got on Tinder, and I switched it to men and women. It was weird. Like, I didn't want to date men, but I wouldn't take it off of men. Yeah, and, yeah. Like at least in part. Then I was like, I'm not fucking with these. Like, I don't even really want to date them, so I took it off, and then it was, like, women only. Uh-huh. So then it was weird, because then I had to, like, find my type and, like, figure out. Because, like, some of some of these girls I look at, I'm like, you can be my coworker, like, my homegirl. Yeah, 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 Like, I feel nothing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, that, that's how it works, right? Like, right. Like, you don't look at every dude, like. Exactly, <laughs> right? right. So, anyway, it's a weird space, because I think people consider the queer community to have like a sort of different set of rules but it's Mm -hmm. also kind of the same in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. where like people still expect you to check some box like people still want you to have a box literally the biggest (laughs) 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 you had it was low hanging fruit like you had to take it (laughs) Um, okay so wait 
first of all, wait, what's what's Tinder like? Lady Tinder. Yeah, like what's Linder? Lady Tinder? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Linder's great, better than Mender. Um, it people are actually responsive. So I remember with like male Tinder, uh-huh. like I'd match with guys, and they would never say anything. Right. Right. So to me, I'm like. We, we all know that, like, men are supposed to take the initiative, right, right? Right, But you're not taking the initiative. And so I'm like, this is a very basic demonstration that, like, an opportunity for you to demonstrate to me that you're the type of man who will take initiative right. and you're not doing it. Right. But I'm supposed to, like, you're supposed to wear the pants. Like, no. And I'm also not reaching out to you. So I would have, like, all of these dudes, like, circle, 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 mm-hmm, just, like, mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. profiles in like none no conversation <laughs> underneath <laughs> so with women i feel like i match less frequently but when i do we actually go on dates oh wow okay yeah like it's they, there's always follow through what are women's profiles like are they like more complete or more thoughtful than men's have you noticed they always have bios okay which yeah like men will just skirt sometimes or yeah turn it into a joke right they just put a bunch of emojis. Yeah, they put like, like quotes from wedding crashers. Me in real life, no nigga, like that's why yeah. it's there. Right. I, don't, I need to filter you <laughs> I don't out. I don't even know you. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're like, any questions, just ask. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like with women, I guess because it feels maybe like a safer space. Mm-hmm. You have women who will just leave like just like cleavage shots, <laughs> or, like just like a picture, like a mirror picture, like their butts or something. And you know, Tinder, Tinder's a funny place. Like some people are looking for friendship some people are looking for relationships and some people are just looking to fuck right and like if you show me your cleavage first i'm gonna assume like that's what you're there for. that's what so you're leading with right swipe those ladies i am looking like very monogamous yes and i don't believe in like for me not i don't believe in general but like for me i don't like like one night things so yeah i like, usually swipe on those people um there are a lot of women looking for friends and like genuinely like you know men will be like oh i feel like yeah, they're, you're they're not trying to be friends, right? But like, women are. I'll be your friend until like, I can fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. Women are actually looking for friends yeah. because it's so difficult in DC to like there are no spaces for queer women, so they are genuinely looking for that community. That's actually sorry, really. That's actually a really interesting point. So I was in DC yesterday on U Street because the weather was beautiful, and I was like, oh, like. The gays have U Street locked down, like, oh. but male gay, like gay men, white and it's gay men. Yeah, well, yes, that yeah. too. Um, you see a sprinkling of black gay dudes, mm-hmm. but I was like, you, because, and I think it's that's transition, like, I, you know, Nellies mm-hmm. and whatnot. But now they have like that corner on lock. But like you said, I, I mean, not that I'm like, I've been searching, but I've I've not seen a space for like yeah. queer women. So there is literally not one. Yeah, I don't mean there's like not a. A preferable <laughs> it's like literally like it doesn't exist there used to be a lesbian bar called phase one apparently uh-huh. that i think i just missed my time in dc i've been here for seven years now oh, wow. um so i think it wasn't even here since i've been here okay um that was the queer women's space yeah um it was described to me as an indoor lilith fair so probably not my scene right. anyway <laughs> but like but still yeah. options <laughs> but still at least it was like a, a place right right what you have now are sort of like collectives like social collectives mm-hmm. of queer women who kind of advertise like different events that are happening in dc you know um like via social media 
and you get a lot of like nights you get like thursday nights at this place mm. or like friday nights at this place so yeah. it's nice that there are women who are like taking the initiative to try and carve out more defined spaces mm-hmm. but it would be great if there was an actual institution even better if it was an institution that like it was for queer women of color that right right yeah, that's gonna maybe be that's asking for too much. No, start, you should start it. You should make that a thing. Well, I, so that's what I would like to do. Start a meetup or something. I mean, yeah, like I'll start a meetup, but like I would actually also like to have like a brick and mortar like bar. Oh, like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. But like, that's my, doper. My fin- <laughs> it is doper. My finances aren't like that yet. Um, but I'm literally like, I was like building my credit back up because I was irresponsible when I was younger. So, yeah, like, like. It's, <laughs> it's much better now. Um, but also, like, I was building it up because I want to buy a house or mm-hmm. a condo, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe a house, I don't know. Sorry, I just had an idea. Okay. You should buy a house and then hold, like, POC, like, queer, I would lady, love like, intimate parties. And then it turns <laughs> into, like, a like huge thing. Like, I see it. Yeah. I see okay. it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I see your vision, too. Yeah. <laughs> I have my own vision, too. And I'm, like, I'm ready to do it. But I'm, so that's also part now like why i'm also building up my credit yeah it's just because i'm like no one's gonna give me a loan right for like a brick and mortar and i need to look into like liquor licenses and things like that but it's like something i'm actually really serious oh that sounds super dope (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm i mean obviously i started a podcast i am on the train of like start what you want to see in the world like stop waiting for people like create it yourself risk is scary absolutely Um, but you always see these sort of like successful people who are like it was really hard at first but yeah like, it was worth it yeah because you you don't know until you try right and um you know it could be a failure but i don't think it would be because i know that there's a demand for it That's and the thing is place. right because i don't even think <laughs> i don't know the one thing that i've been learning in the past like year or so of like podcasting and other business stuff entrepreneur stuff is like as long as you keep doing the thing and you keep consistently putting effort and like your best effort towards something yeah you will have some fails and like things won't work out but like the overall vision like can still like manifest and like take form if you can just like i like i believe in you and your vision i think it would absolutely will happen yeah thank you i i appreciate that i think i'm gonna um try and get everything together so that by the time i graduate i can just start like executing Anyway, we'll see. I don't know if I mentioned it since we've been recording, but I'm in school. <laughs> so if anyone was like, how old is she? She's graduating. I'm 30, as we talked about, and I am in grad school. So. Yeah, she's all smart, getting her PhD and whatnot. Accruing <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Um, so, okay, let's transition into asking for a friend. Okay. So... I mean, like, it's, like, two kind of, like, separate, like, topics I can see based on your story. One is, like, how do you deal with, like, people who, you know, aren't, who don't, like, able to listen when you hear, see warning signs, like, this pretty much E just wasn't, he wasn't, you guys weren't compatible. Right. Um, But then there's this other, like, transition to a new lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> It's a lifestyle choice. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. real, like I, wa- I do want to ask, like, how did you, like, did you see warning signs? Like, did you see red flags with E? And how did you address those? And how would you have addressed those differently looking back? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some warning signs would be, like, never giving me time. Yeah. Um, 
also like any time a guy is like willing to tell you about your negative qualities Mm -hmm. you know and you don't even know them that well i think that's also a red flag um early on that that's not when (laughs) you should be like spotlighting you know like later in relationships it's worth it's worth it to mention to your partner like hey it really bothers me when you do this right sometimes you can be like that it really hurts me like but early on it's just kind of like what you see all this negative shit right now right <laughs> like do you like about me right, right. <laughs> like why are you here um but also pay for this meal um, right. but yeah <laughs> so like not seeing him having him make me feel less than for things about myself that i really like um and i think also just like const like a a refusal to see himself in like uh a, a reflective and like clear light like to to, to self-reflect and say like maybe i'm doing some things wrong yeah um, a lack of self-reflection is literally like no relationship will work if both people are not willing to say like you know right. what i could do some things differently if right. it'll make you happy right so i saw those i think you know i was younger i was like 27 but i think it was also just getting to that point where i was like tired of the fuck shit and yeah. i was like moving out of that phase where i was willing to make um like accommodate poor behavior if it meant that like I got to continue hanging out with this person I just saw myself really clearly I was like no like this isn't what I deserve and so and so I just kind of shut it down and I think I could have done it a lot earlier but I also think I just can't chalk it up to like youth and being at a place where like I just hadn't hadn't decided that I don't have to tolerate everything right you know right now I stand very firmly in that. I'm like, if you come at me sideways or you're not being serious, I'll cut it off really quickly. Yeah. Because I know it's not what I want. Right. Um, I've often told people that I don't feel like millennial dating is like conducive to to actually ending up with someone. Like How do you um, mean? Hmm, no one is serious. It's like everyone is so averse to like commitment and they either wanted to just fall in their lap and like here's my soulmate or it's it's like they see someone they like but they don't want to feel too like they don't want to look pressed and everyone's like so concerned with looking pressed and I'm not for better or worse like really concerned with appearances for me I'm like if I like you I'll just tell you yeah and I'll be like let's go out and I think that level of transparency and like a willingness to just be honest about my feelings is incompatible with the way that millennials view dating. Yeah. Um, where it's almost like counterproductive and counterintuitive to like play it so coy you look apathetic. Right. Right. I'm like, why are we, if you're indifferent, why are we here? And I'm not going to keep digging to see if I can find some interest in there like you need to demonstrate that why wouldn't you it's dating like we're supposed to get to know each right. other I, thought. I don't know so women are better about it than men much better but but it's still like an issue like I'm talking to or have been talking to someone now where I really just need to cut it off because it's like amounting to nothing like yeah. I don't need a pen pal girl so that is like my least favorite thing we've never been I, out I, like i what like what like, what, are we doing? <laughs> what value for what, what? benefit <laughs> this is like my yeah. phone is enjoying it like sprint probably loves all the text yeah, messages right, but like for right. me this is really yeah no i hate pen is the worst it's pointless and so um i have a 
I have a rule now where it's like if you don't set a date within the first week, it doesn't oh, have like to be that. that we go out that week. But you have to but make you, plans. Yeah, within that week, we need to have plans like firmed up and like yeah. on the books. I like. I'm not gonna text you past that week. No, like, we're not gonna keep talking. Yes, I'll just be like, you seem really busy. That's what I say. I say you seem really busy, and maybe it's not the best time right now. So, I like that. I need to, like I'm learning like my shutdown phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've gotten the I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like I got that one, and I feel comfortable with that. That's like a. Well, I say, like, I don't feel chemistry. Um, like, you okay. seem nice, but, like, I don't feel it. And um, I think we should go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. I've done that, like, twice. Yeah. Um, and and that was, like, my first step into maturity. Like, mm-hmm. into, like, real adult conversations. Right now, I'm working on the upfront, like, oh, I know I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to tell you I don't want to do this. So I say yes, and then I try to find a way out later, and I understand that it's really immature and passive-aggressive, <laughs> and I'm working on it. I just don't have the language yet to be like, yeah, I don't want to, without right. saying I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just saying you don't want to. I mean, It's I hard know, if you so like, bad. preserve a friendship with someone, yeah, but if right. you don't, then like... I yeah, I know. And I think it's funny, because so, I feel like I hear... You came to like all of this like growth like a couple years before I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was my thirty. My thirty was all about like, oh, I don't have to put up with this shit. Like, right. oh, I don't have to be so concerned with other people's feelings all of the time. Right. Especially random niggas like from Tinder and whatnot. Like, if you have your feelings hurt, that's your problem. Like, yeah. I'm just communicating a truth, and it's it <laughs> yeah. is what it is. Right. Um. But no, I, I've always, like, I consider myself by nature very direct. Sure. And I yeah. think you. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but because, like, how we're socialized, I am very conscious of how what I say won't impact other people's feelings. And I and I change. Like, I, I, I change how I communicate with people in order to hopefully make them feel less bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't, like, you can't. Like, you just can't control how other people are going to feel. And sure. so that's not, like, anything to worry about. Yeah. To a certain extent. Language is important. Um, I, I think it's a really positive quality to be both direct and also sensitive. Um, that being said, like, sure, like, sometimes the sensitivity to, like, other people's feelings can override your ability right. to just, like, be direct. Right. I think I'm getting to a place where I'm really good at crafting what I want to say exactly how I want to say it like even in real time so that it's like clear that I'm saying what I mean right but like so that it's also not hurtful right but I also feel like part of dating is taking rejection and I really resent it when people go left with it because I'm like this is part of it like it's okay like you don't marry everyone you meet like everyone can't be a soulmate at some point you have to shut it down and um, to get attitude about it to me, like that's a marker of immaturity. That makes me Absolutely. feel like less badly about breaking things off with you in the first place. Yeah, no, that's real. To that point, I've been just thinking so much about how like if you have like if you understand your self worth, like you understand that everyone intrinsically has value and intrinsic intrinsically is interesting um, to other people. Like mm-hmm. everyone is beautiful like interesting to someone and but you're also those like negative qualities to someone and so 
it becomes less personal. Like you shouldn't take other people's opinion, positive or negative, so personal. And so like like you're saying, like if I tell you I'm not interested, there's other beautiful, amazing women right. all over who are interested, will fall over themselves to be with right. you. I'm just not one of those people. So like mm-hmm. it's fine. Like let's go our separate ways. But I think ego plays a lot into Yeah, absolutely. I mean a lot Too especially much, a lot of men's um absolutely. reactions. And so it's like okay yeah i want to talk to you no way like okay yeah i literally like i remember breaking things off with this guy and i felt badly because he was like genuinely a kind person who was like a gentleman Mm -hmm. but i just wasn't feeling it for obvious reasons (laughs) ultimately but like also he just was he had like a baby face and he just felt really young and i was just like this is weird so But I remember he took the rejection so well, it made me, like, second guess. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, he's, like, like oh, sure. Mature stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, well, but, like, then I had to check myself. I was like, you know, really about that life. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's sad when when someone just being mature is, like, impressive. Right. Because the bar is so low, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so low. <laughs> um, so... How much of, again, like, understanding that you may have, like, personality traits that um, other people take a certain way? Um, I've gotten the, like, labels being aggressive before, um, blunt, like, some guy at Marvin's yesterday got mad because I asked him how many six, like, how many packs he had, like, how many abs he had. Why'd you ask that? Because <laughs> he was trying to talk to my friend. She didn't want to talk to him. He had muscles. And okay. I just thought it was funny. Like, yeah, how many, like, sure. Yeah, whatever. No, I totally think that kind of humor is funny, but, like, men are not good yeah. at, like, when you kind of play them a little bit. Exactly. If they had a better sense of humor and they weren't so fucking fragile, they could, like, just play off of it. Right. But instead, they're like, oh, you just, like, insulted my entire manhood, and they get all salty. And I was like, nigga, you got, like, 12 packs. Like, be proud of your packs. Yeah. <laughs> like, be proud of your packs. Stop playing. Um, he ended yeah. up, like, I was talking to someone else later, and he was like, yeah, she's mean. And I was like, yeah. you really got your feelings hurt off of some random girl in a club like yeah um but yeah i don't know men are men are sensitive the uh, biggest differences is um like so i think dating women in more ways than one has been like more aligned with my like personality type like mm-hmm. being someone who's really direct and like very transparent about their feelings it's been really rewarding because women in general are more open about their feelings like like you were just saying like you have to tap dance around men's ego right and um you're always kind of having to concern yourself with uh, appealing to their need to feel like they're wearing the pants or like they're dominant or whatever mm-hmm. which like unfairly casts women in this role where they're playing second fiddle always right or like you're someone's cheerleader or something instead of an equal right and, you know, we, we talk about this a lot now as a culture with white people and their privilege where it's like if you've always been on top, equality is going to feel like a step back for right, you, right? Right, right. So, like, for men, talking about feminism and equality for women, treating women like equals feels like it's really disrupting something that's been beneficial to them. Right. Um, and they won't admit it, but that is what the problem is. And so with women, you don't have to tap dance around those gender that gender imbalance or that imbalance that's due to like gender norms. Um, I think women mate for life. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> with men, it's funny. Cause like you can, 
like they take everything so seriously like they like one date is like you know they don't want to commit to it unless like they don't have any other options that they're betting or like you know they don't want you to move too fast you you can't ask like what are we what are we doing which is so emotionally inconsiderate to like keep someone (laughs) in a gray space yeah yes um and so with women though like you can totally say like what are we and like what do you want to do there's a more transparent conversation about desire and like what kind of role you usually play in the relationship and what you want that I think is a result of being queer and like having more open conversations about how you identify and what you want like Mm -hmm. because with straight people the roles are already kind of defined like they're Mm -hmm. predefined like women do this and men do this Mm -hmm. And even though that's problematic, that that's what everyone plays into. Right. When you have same-sex relationships, all of that has to be worked out between those two people. Right, right. And so you can have these really honest discussions um, about what you want and, and, and who you are, who you're attracted to. Like, people have types. It's like, it's a whole thing. Um, I do think... One thing that I I don't like so much is that, like, I consider myself femme, Mm -hmm. but I have probably uh, more sort of, like, masculine energy in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, how I communicate or whatever. And so so I think sometimes, like, it's hard because I date women who are sort of, like, I don't date studs, but, like... Women who are more sort of like tomboys, like I've heard, I've I I recently learned a, a term. Okay. Um, stem is that a thing? Yeah, stud femme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might kind of be that, but I think that might be going too far to the masculine end. But like, I definitely feel like I like to look pretty, and I care about how I look, uh-huh. and I do like to have a more feminine look. But like, I'm also not willing to play that yeah role yeah like i mean i feel that way like i i feel dudish in certain like masculine masculine that's i know what you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah but no. like but yeah like, that's the thing though with like straight relationships like it's always clear like randy's the woman right right so exactly really so matter. i can't yeah. right yeah yeah i mean it matters but like not as much as like it it has to matter between two women no i got you um like you see on lesbian dating sites or like apps or whatever where be like studs who are like, yo, if you're studs, like stop hitting me up. Like, <laughs> don't, I'm not stud for stud. Like, we're not doing this, you know. Um, like, I only date femmes, and you, they're like all angry about it or whatever. Um, it, who, like, what type of women you're attracted to seems to be like a really big issue, and I think I still kind hmm. of resent like having to, I don't know, like so clearly identify in a way that's like palatable to everyone else like i don't really see why you can't just be who you are and right. see what works for you it sounds like it sounds like in the queer community you know there's recently kind of been a discussion about like this non-gender like non-binary gender non-conforming all of this stuff and it's being who you are authentically and truly are but it still sounds like in certain parts of the queer community there's still like roles Mm -hmm. and and um I can I totally understand you because like I think we are in this phase where a lot of people are looking to just be who they are and like who they like on an individual person by person basis but I don't know Mm -hmm. it just yeah it's complicated it is really complicated and you know I'm really happy with where I am and dating women has been really rewarding like even the dates that don't go well go well Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like it's been really nice um 
I don't think it's a utopia. Like, I think I'm still new. And yeah. I feel like I'll probably encounter it like you know more issues i think they just won't be rooted in like gender differences but um yeah it is it's a new space and it has its own complications um for the most part the differences between dating women and dating men has been like positive yeah um but like i said like the whole identity thing like clearly identifying yourself as like blank right we still have to label right yeah like when you go into like queer women spaces walking in like like I'm like a jeans kind of girl, so mm-hmm. like as a femme though, it's just like I sometimes I feel like I have to like glam it up more than I normally would. Yeah, which is annoying. yeah. So, um, so I am a firm believer of like the Kinsey scale. Yeah, I think we all like <laughs> fall on the spectrum somewhere, and like not everybody's over on the straight side. Like as many people who say they're on the straight side mm-hmm. as as I think actually are. But so I I would ask for people listening who maybe kind of had a similar experience. Like this doesn't feel right. What I've been doing, but I didn't think I was gay, or I didn't mm-hmm. think I was interested in same sex, but maybe like how how like how did you think through that and like what I guess advice would you give for other people sure um so I personally feel like everyone is fluid and like likely more fluid than they know um especially men but all women um in all people so so uh, but you know that's not to say that if you're unhappy with men you should just like switch to women because like women don't want to be you know you're like right experiment either but like if you think back and you can remember a time where you ever felt attracted to a woman at all. Or, like, I've been coming out to so many people, like, pretty much, like, everyone in my life knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm out. And in having those conversations, like, I've been shocked at how many people I know, like, straight women or women who identify as straight, who say that they've had sexual experiences with women. Mm-hmm. I'm gay, and I still haven't had a sexual experience <laughs> with women. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I went to a women's college, so I missed my window. Like, I really should have had this uh, reckoning much earlier. But, like, um, it's been, like, overwhelming, like, how many women are like, oh, yeah. Or, or they say, like, oh, I wish I could, like, manage that. Like, because yeah. they're so tired of men. So I think, like, the most important thing is to be – To respect people's feelings, like, you don't want to use anyone Mm. to figure things out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You also want to make sure that your fatigue with men is not the reason why you are interested in women. I think, as I said, like, thinking back and reflecting on whether you've ever had a moment where, like, you felt like you had romantic feelings for a woman, even in, like, a casual sense, um, is a worthwhile exercise if you're questioning. Um... I also feel like you can join sites like her. It's H-E-R. Um, it's a lesbian dating, like, networking site or whatever. And, like, just, like... Poke around. S- yeah, poke <laughs> around. Like, see what's out there. You know, it's hard if, like... Because, like I said, especially in D.C., like, there are not a lot of spaces. And this is really in any city. Like, there are not a lot of queer female spaces. Um, also, like, if you're concerned about... I have a very accepting family. Like, I told my parents that I was gay and also that I um, had a tattoo. I I told them in, like, the same sentence. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, turn on the light. Let's see the tattoo. And, like, they didn't even care. You know, so it's like, for me, it was very easy to just kind of say, not easy, but, like, um, I knew no one would reject me because I was gay. 
And so I, I could kind of say, like, oh, there's this party. Like, it's like a lady party, like, dance party. I'm going to go. And I didn't have to worry about who would see me or, like, what they would think. Right. Or I could tell my friends and they were cool with it. Everyone doesn't have that luxury. Yeah. Which I understand. So, like, just to say, like, her or even, like, just switching your preference to women on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see what's there is worthwhile because very rarely, if you're straight, do you have an opportunity to just be in a room full of queer women and to see who's there. Like, you just kind of, like, run into women when you see them. And, like, some women are identifiably gay and some women are not. So, like, yeah. you don't know. So um, it's, a guy, it's a good way to, like, anonymously sort of poke around, as you put it. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I really feel like everyone should be happy. And I think this is probably the best cultural moment we've had historically for – people to come out and find a sense of community and like mm. for people to be accepting of it um you so just you know be true to yourself and like work through it i had to do a lot of thought work like i'm not gonna lie like i spent like as i said like a year and a half just kind of sitting with it there were a few considerations i was trying to kind of sort out mm-hmm. um i'm a thinker by the way so like <laughs> some people might just be like okay i'm gonna do it but like i spent a year and a half kind of grappling with it and like what does it mean and like is this for real is it not yeah. is it just fatigue with men and like yeah. wanting to like knowing like having lesbian friends and hearing them talk about how straight women have kind of like <laughs> have kind of like um used them and like yeah. how it hurt them yeah. or like yeah. they thought even even like some women who think they're like i'm gay or like i'm bi or whatever and then it gets down to it and they're not really about it like yeah. it's super hurtful and i didn't want to be that person yeah. so i was trying to just like really make sure and then i thought like okay what does this mean about what i want for myself like i've always seen myself having kids that's a more complicated thing now mm-hmm. um than it was before um I think I always thought that I would be married to a man and that's like different now. That part doesn't really bother me at all. But like the kids thing is like a little sad that I yeah. can't like have a kid with the person I love. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or that it might be like really costly <laughs> to like find a way to do it. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of thinking to do and a lot of things to sort out. But like ultimately I'm much happier than I've ever been. And I think that's the most important thing is that like um, – once I made the realization, it was very hard because I'm a sharer anyway to like <laughs> right. to like sit on it and not say anything. And I like that's why I kind of like wanted to fully sort it out and make sure it was real. And like this is what I want and this is who I am. Yeah. And then to tell people. Um, but it's been really freeing and it has been uh, really exciting and fun. And it's nice to go on dates and to finally feel like I'm like actually dating from the right group of people yeah. and to not have that sense of like. I feel like I should like him, but I don't know what's keeping me from doing that. Like, there's not that thing holding me back anymore, yeah, which is yeah. cool. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just feel it. like that's so, like, just thoughtful and brave and, like, I know brave is, like, corny and whatever, but I do think I'll it is. It. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I just think it's really interesting. And, and – I'm like really thank you for like sharing your story. I really appreciate oh, yeah. it because I, I don't think that like you I've not heard of someone, you know, at this stage of life being like, oh, I'm just going to change my whole like lifestyle, yeah, you right. know. Um, but I, again, like you're not unique. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you are obviously. You're no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah. like that, that experience. Yeah. yeah. But like we're still in a place in society where we're not talking about it. And 
like understand ways to navigate it and and to find peace with it um and I think one thing that's really interesting that you said is I've heard you know a lot of particularly lesbian women talk about how like straight women think that they're like toys like Mm -hmm. and just something to play around with when I feel like you know seeing what that feels like you know and it's and that's not cool like and I do think I think it's complicated because on one hand I totally understand you can't just like use someone as an experiment but at the same time like will you ever really be able to figure that out without trying yeah yeah so like in general people learn best through doing I think um that's why I think that thought work beforehand was really important was yeah. to like try and sort it out as much as I could without actually going out and like involving someone else. Yeah. Um, right. Right. So the first girl I went out with, are we running out of time? I don't no, know. Okay. We have so much time. I don't know. Cause I hear people say that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Do, are we running out of time? Okay. Um, no. So we're go- Um, so yeah, like the first girl I went out with, like I really liked her a yeah. lot. And so then the question was like, do I just like her because I'm excited because yeah, I went yeah, on a yeah, yeah. woman and it's real now and I'm doing the lesbian. I'm doing the lesbian. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm being a lesbian. Look at me go. And like, and then like over time I kind of realized like, no, she's really special. I really like her a yeah. lot. Um, and she was only here for like five minutes and then she <laughs> left because DC. Um, right. And so anyway, like. But that's exciting to like know that you can have those feelings about the that, woman. And that's yeah. where I was going. It's like. At least I knew then that I could be, like, truly, really excited about someone and, like, just think someone is, like, the bee's knees. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I had never really experienced that with anyone before. And we only got to hang out for, like, two or three weeks. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wasn't in love or anything, but it was just kind of, like, validating, I think, in a way, um, coming off of all of this thinking and feeling this way but not acting on it to finally like see that it was legitimate and um and then also like that that gave me the courage to kind of like more actively date and like like try and find events in dc where Mm -hmm. i was like meeting people and i've met like such awesome women not even romantically like just other like yeah who were just like awesome people um but all this to say like i remember she was like um yeah i don't really date like newbies (laughs) And uh, also at the time I was identifying as bisexual because mm-hmm. I thought I had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I had dated men right. for so long. And it felt like if I didn't say it, then it would be almost weirder because it wouldn't, if I said I was just a lesbian off the bat, then like, what is it, what does the rest of my dating history mean? Like, right, right, right. Um, so I thought I had to. And then eventually it was like, fuck it, I don't have to do anything. Like, um, I know who I am, but, like, at the time, she was like, yeah, I don't date newbies or bisexuals, so this is, like, new for me. And I think, it, like she said, like, she's gotten hurt before and she learned from it. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, you encounter different challenges, but, like, overall, I think just being ethical about about how you explore um, – and also, like, giving your, yourself the freedom to explore. Like, you should allow yourself to be happy. And if you're curious, as I said, like, you should ethically explore that thing that you're curious about. I like that word, ethically. Yeah. I think that's a, a – because I, sh- I struggle now between, like – especially with this online stuff, it's so easy to be, like, 
I don't actually know you, so I don't have to care about your feelings. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you still need to be a good person, you know? Absolutely, like, because yeah. um, I'm—I don't think I'm like. I can be uh, mean a little bit sometimes um, and and apathetic about people's feelings sometimes when I just choose not to care. But mm-hmm. um, like you said, like I think if you if if you approach it from a mindset of just like being ethical and conscious and thoughtful about how you're engaging and interacting with people, then like, you know, what your intention is like people like people get hurt yeah. when you go in like, t- you know, fully aware of what you want and all that right. like shit ha- like everything's a risk you yeah, know when yeah. you're engaging with people um but like you said if you're just going in it with good intentions and like a, a good heart um and putting in that time to think about what you want and this isn't just like some whim that i'm right. you know yeah i think it comes down to just like not being selfish right yeah. like yeah. which is hard choose- right it is <laughs> it is like yeah. it's like choosing not to hurt someone else so that you can learn more about yourself right. like that's not cool so be transparent right like i was talking about this with a friend the other day who was kind of like thinking about polyamory and i mm-hmm. was like oh i can show you this youtube video where this girl talks to- i'm not polyamorous but like i'm fascinated by the concept yeah. and um also have some skepticism about how well that can really work but like apparently people have very fulfilling lives being polyamorous and anyway um i was like yeah i can show you this video about this girl who's talking about you know what it's like to sort of ethically be polyamorous and like a lot of it is really just transparency and i would encourage people to employ that same level of transparency when you know if you're questioning your sexuality or you kind of know something about yourself and you just haven't really like been honest with yourself about it like once you make that realization definitely push out and like see how it goes but you do owe people the choice of saying you know what this isn't for me right and it's okay it's rejection right Right. you're gonna experience rejection any way you cut it if you're dating someone like anyone so it just is what it is it's funny too because i think in that same regard like a lot of i think a lot of straight women um speak really negatively about uh, bisexual men because they are lying right. or whatever um and i actually I, like i feel i feel really bad for by guys um and because i feel like on one hand our society tells them you're being gay is not okay right right um and then like they're being bi like they're trying to be them full selves and then gay guys are like nah you're not bi either yeah. <laughs> um on either side. yeah and it's like you gotta like like people are being honest with you. They're they're being transparent, so you have to take them at their word and 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 work with that and either um, accept it or move on. And and I think like that DL thing where it's like, well, that's I mean, obviously that is you're not being transparent. Like right. you're, but it, it, like if you want to have sex with men and women, like not being transparent. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like do you like yeah. do what makes you happy? Do what makes you feel good? As long as you're not hurting people, but like then you are when you're not being transparent and yeah. open and, and give people the right, yeah, yeah, giving sure. people that option to say no. Like mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe people aren't interested, and that's whatever. That's their personal crap that they have to deal with, and and but you have to give people the the choice. Yeah, I mean, I had a friend recently tell me that they don't think men can be bisexual, and I think yeah. a lot of women feel that way. Yeah, um, I know gay men, straight women. All kinds of people who think that like, bisexual, no one bisexual yeah. is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is it is unfortunate. So like I've actually had people like at work. I had a guy that I uh, came out to. Like he asked me about like yeah you got any dates this weekend? Like what are you up to? He's like it wasn't a creepy thing. He was just like yeah yeah. Um, I was like 
any guys you talking to or something like he said something gendered and i was like oh i don't i'm gay and he was like really so then he was like i never would have thought and he was like yeah but you know you're a woman so it's like probably easier for you to come out right and i thought about it and i was like yeah actually like, yeah it was and yeah. like um a man coming out to people um as gay or bi or whatever just because they're a man like maybe wouldn't be as easy to just be like okay right. like even yesterday at marvin like I told someone and he was just like, okay, cool. Like, and it's been very easy, I think, because like women have that leeway right, that men right. don't have. But yeah, I, I feel sorry for bisexual men as well because I really don't think that anyone thinks it's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get sad. there, guys. Uh, I know. Keep hope alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, anyway, Courtney, this has been wonderful. Again, I really appreciate your honesty. Like, you're amazing and hilarious and like one of my faves. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. <laughs> But uh, thanks again, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Situationships. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Become an official Situationships Boothang by donating to the podcast Patreon page. I'll love you forever. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships podcast community on social media. The pod is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Situationships Pod. If you have a story you want to share on the podcast, email me at situationshipspod at gmail.com. And lastly, to stay up to date on the events, stories, and news for the podcast, sign up at situationshipspodcast.com. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.